Hello and welcome back to the Screener Pod. I'm your host, Bobby Howard. With me today, we've got, as usual, Jameson Maxwell and Ty Lee. And uh, folks, it's the throes of the offseason. We don't have a lot of content. And, uh, you know, frankly, with this being the last uh, year in the Big 12, we decided to take some time to say goodbye to the members OU is leaving behind. I don't care about the new guys. Nobody cares about BYU, UCF. We have no history with them. But uh, we wanted to take some time to really reflect on the history. You know, my, my type of subject uh, with each of the remaining Big 12 schools. So this is the first in a series we're calling Bye Bye Big 12. Uh, probably not as emotional as the uh, Pokemon episode Bye Bye Butterfree. That's I was thinking the heart. exact same thing whenever you put that out. I was like, I wonder if he's making a Pokemon reference here. And I'm all in. <laughs> well, Jameson, you probably haven't seen the thumbnail, but there's definitely a, like a really sad Butterfree-ish uh, sunset <laughs> in, the back, in the background. So it, it's... Definitely a nod to Bye Bye Butterfree. But I, I also got to say, uh, hat tip to uh, the great legendary Red Dirt Sport, who is doing a very uh, similar thing on, on his Patreon. Definitely give them a check out. Um, our, we're, we're doing different things. This is going to be not different. Really got, it's not, it's a not really got the idea. It's not a direct ripoff. It's just a really good idea. <laughs> and uh, we're going not a little much to do. Like, there's really, like, do. everyone's going to have the same ideas. It's still from the sheep season. I apologize, Red Dirt, if you're listening to this, but all the credit to you on this great idea. Uh, we're gonna go a little bit more in depth than he does, but he does some he, his his takes his stuff on his Patreon. Give him a sub. He is absolutely uh, in in he just so valuable that that Patreon money one dollar sub to that Patreon. He's killer. Give that a check out. Uh, give that sheep a check out. But um, so look, let's let's go ahead and uh, start out with the team that frankly, has been the biggest pain in our ass in the entire Big 12, uh, the Kansas State Wildcats. We're going to kick them, kick this series off with them because it seems fair. Uh, Jameson, before we really get kicked, uh, kick before we kick this thing off. Kick uh, just them couple, out of here. Kick the Kansas State out of this podcast. That's what yeah. I know you want to say. Just just a couple <laughs> thoughts. Just a couple thoughts on the K-State Wildcats. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I think Ty's going to agree with this too, but it's the first thing I guess it's all human nature is we just go to the negatives. Not a lot of the time we think of the good games in terms of the ones we blew them out and did the business. We kind of think about the negative times. And obviously the one I feel like y'all are going to remember the most is 2014. Like That 2014 game is just etched into my memory, but I feel like I've made it out to be worse than it even was. Like the Honeycut missed extra point, even though it was a one point game after that. They had, we had like 10 minutes left in the game after that. And we, we fizzled out for the rest of the fourth quarter. And I feel like I've remodeled that in my head to think it was near the very end of the game and Honeycutt just blew it. Well, and also with hindsight, that team was doomed. But Ty, your thoughts on K-State? <laughs> before we yeah. get into it? Um, so I have a couple thoughts. One, that 2014 one, I, I, I remember the day before and the day after, uh, but I don't quite remember that, that game, <laughs> thankfully. Um, but yeah, so some of you might be saying, why are we doing a remembrance to the Big 12? The season hasn't even started yet. Why aren't they saving this for next next offseason? Hard to talk today. Uh, we don't want to be looking backwards next offseason. So next offseason, I think we talked about in preview for the viewers for next year. Stay tuned. Uh, we'll be doing a, a looking forward into the SEC. So we're getting our, our in, in memory, whatever you want to call it, out of the way, so that's what we're doing. And when I think about K-State, I think about all the stuff 
that I mean, this is one of the programs where, weirdly enough, we're we're more inter like we're we're very interlinked with this K State program, and we'll talk about it. But I mean, Bob Stoops came from K State. Brent Venables came not directly from K State, but from well, he came directly from K State to OU the first time he was at OU. So there's just a lot of ties between these two programs. Uh, that are far beyond the the ties that we have to other programs within the Big 12, and we'll get into. Obviously, you know we have tremendous ties with Oklahoma State and with with Texas, but I think out of the remaining Big 12 right now, K State probably number three on the the most ties to Oklahoma, weirdly enough, and has been since you know our lifetimes, mid 90s to you know we'll include all the 90s to current day. I mean, they've been a pretty competitive within this series as well. So that's why we're starting out with this K-State team. And when I think about K-State, I think about, you know, just the the tremendous ties with with people, with Bob Soups and with Brent Venables. And I know that's kind of weird, but well, I think- Well, how nice of you, Ty, oh. to think of the positives. That, that's, <laughs> I'm so proud of you. I was talking talk about Brent Venables. How is that talking about a positive? <laughs> oh, 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 okay, no, okay. okay. A little bit of a hedge, a little okay. bit of a hedge right there. Um, Bobby, do you think of positives or negatives with this? Um. I don't know. It's, you're it's you're, a, you're because, a positive person because you're so nostalgic. You're one, like the most well, nostalgic person I know. So you're probably like, that. oh, I remember all the great games. And... <laughs> not only that, but you know me as like a guy who's been a big K-State truther and finally yeah. came oh, right yes. here. But I, I got to say, yeah, no, a lot of positives in the series. I know we obviously think about the Snyder era and the amount of trouble they gave us, but um, I'm going to do this. And Jameson, you're going to bang your head against the wall here oh. because of structure. But we're going to do a rundown of OU and Kansas State's history. So I'm going to start this off. It's going to be very, very fast. Don't worry, Jameson. It's going to be fine. A little pre-Big 12 history. The teams have been at the same conference for 103 <laughs> years, dating back to the early Missouri Valley Conference, which later became the Big 8. And while you might think this has been a close series, it's not. Overall, the series record is 77-22-4. and four. Pre-Bill Snyder, Kansas State football was one of the worst programs in college sports. People forget that. This is how bad K-State was against OU. They only beat Oklahoma twice from 1937 to 1992. So pretty unreal stuff. However, Bill Snyder would then more than double that uh, that win, win, you know, win record with a five-game winning streak from 1993 to 1997, which brought us right into the Big 12 era. Uh, Kansas State's Big 12 record against the Sooners is, uh, well, the Sooners are 14 and 8 against K State, which makes K State the best uh, the, the best team against OU among the legacy Big 12 teams, among the ones remaining. So, Kansas State, while historically we're talking about Big 8, all that, which we're not really diving into with all this podcast, um, not great, but once they hit the 90s, once they hit the Snyder era, they've been uh, a pretty formidable foe for the Sooners. So, in Don't general... Want to hear these Zoomers talk about Big 8 anyways. Nah, no, no, no. We're not Zoomers. We're not, we're, we are very much uh, millennials, which I guess is... At least we're not Zoomers, folks. At least we're not Zoomers. But um, no, so Kansas State in the Big 12 era has been an awesome opponent. I don't think we've already always appreciated them in that way. I don't think whenever K-State comes to town, we're like, oh, here comes Kansas State, big game. Um, and we probably should have because they always snuck up on us, beat us a lot of times. But um, really, 
you're right, James. So there's a lot of positives to look at. There's that 55 uh, nothing win in 2015. There's a lot of really positive moments. Uh, the 2000 Big 12 Championship. Uh, they have some good wins over K-State. Just the losses that sneak up that really stick in your mind a little bit more. I have a fun fact, Bobby, that you sort of led me into perfectly. I was just kind of saving it for when it came up, and this is a perfect time to mention it. Funny enough, this is it. This is funny if you're into college football, but interestingly enough, and this is a real nerdy statistic, like I said, but the record is basically it's it's as close you can get to as the same, or it's as close to as same as you can get to. I don't know why I can't speak today, uh, but K State versus OU in Kansas. Uh, OU was 39, 11, and one, and then in Norman, OU was 37. 10 and three, which is very, very close over the, the span of however many times we've met um, a close to a hundred times. So that's a, it's kind of interesting that, and like you mentioned, Bill Snyder cleaned that up tremendously for Kansas state. And uh, they've continued to sort of clean that up. Like we talked about, you know, 90, 1990 to now a tremendous change in that series history. But uh, I think very interesting that the record is sort of, as close you can get as uh, as even though fits the bill weird, yeah it, it's not really weird because if you think of like the recent memory like four of the five past kansas state wins over oklahoma were in norman so like and we were majority for all of us were there for the majority of all of those so it kind of like clicks whenever i hear you say that time like that makes sense um you know going back to i guess when i was saying for the last five so that would be in 2012, whenever they beat us. And then we beat them in 2013. But then 2014, they turned around and beat us again in Norman. That's back-to-back years in Norman. Um, and then we lost again 2020. And then in 2022, two back-to-back years in Norman where we lost to Kansas State. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, if you look at and OU doesn't lose in Norman that often. Kansas Mm-mm. State holds a lot of wins in Norman. Um and it would be interesting to split it out. K-State wins in Norman versus everybody else. They clearly are the ones who've won more than anybody. But mm-hmm. it's like even against the field, they match up well. Yeah, for sure. I think one thing, you know, because we're doing sort of non-organic, but just a thought that I had that, that came up. When I think about OU versus Kansas State, and this is sad to mention on a pod where we're talking about OU moving to a new conference, but when I think of OU versus Kansas State, I think of a true, you know, sort of pure college football. It's not necessarily a big national brand versus big national. It's not something that draws the national TV attention normally. Uh, You know, obviously there's games here and there, like we mentioned, 2000s, where it's an extremely relevant game, but it's just a regional game. It's drivable. You know, people can, can make that trip on a weekend, no matter where the game is at. Either way, Bobby, I know you're a big goer of games in Kansas. And uh, yeah, I just think it's a very, it's, it's college football, you know, just the regional old school sport when I think about it and uh, sad to see it go. I it, probably more sad to see Kansas state go than, than uh, many other schools, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, honestly, cause I feel like I've been conditioned to think like, like you said, Ty, like this is always going to be a tough nose, hard battle. And I think Bobby said it great. You know, there's also a lot of good memories, you know, obviously with the 2000 Big 12 championship. But I think like the best moment on a kind of like feeling of relief to kind of get this monkey off our back of Kansas State was 
that 2015 game, 55 to zero. Baker Mayfield had five touchdowns in the first half and just completely shut him out. 55 0. Easy. And that was a great, great feeling as an OU fan. It felt like that we had finally gotten over the hump and Kansas State was this team that kind of had our number, which is just super weird to say out loud at that time. But they've continued to be like a thorn in our side. And um, having teams like that to keep you humble, even if they're not highly ranked that season, you know, even if they're in the 20s, like the teens or not ranked at all, the OU football team should know like every single time you play Kansas State, like it's going to be a dog fight. And I think that's good preparing you for the postseason in college football to have teams like that. And I think it's one of the biggest annoyances I've had with OU is I don't think they've treated it like it should be a dog. No, there's a they lot ne- of time. They never seem prepared for K-State mm-hmm. and it's always annoying uh, home or away. Um, and that, that, that 2015 game was so cathartic, uh, not just because we lost to them the year before, but we were fresh off of the loss to Texas, really embarrassing upset yep. in 2015. So even better. Um, there was that whole kind of weird situation where I don't I don't know if you remember this, like OU was like stuck in the airport for hours and couldn't get to me. Now that you say that, I do remember yeah. that. And I was like, oh boy, here we go. This is just another thing. We're just going to get hit down by this team has got our, I remember that now that you say that. Yeah, it was, it was a lot. It was a lot, but it, uh, it worked out. Okay. It worked out. Okay. Um, so we're kind of in our, best game se- uh, segment we kind of mentioned the 2000 uh year we're not going to dive too deep into a couple years that you know we you know weren't really cognizant for but um i think if you have to pick a best moment against kansas state it was k-state at their prime at their height beating them uh in manhattan in uh, red october uh for one and then beating them in that championship game in kansas city on their home turf unreal performance mm. from OU really sprung board them. Um, and we talk about red October as one of the greatest moments in OU history, having to beat Texas K state and Nebraska back to back to back. That being the one road game, incredible, incredible stuff for, OU, uh, for OU against K state. Um, and you know, Snyder was a tough guy to beat. He, he was tricky. He was always tricky. So I, I, w- I will say, I will say, I think if we had to pick a high point, it had to be, had to have been 2000, Obviously had other moments. Mm-hmm. 2001 was solid, but like um, K-State at their prime going in and beating them after the years we had against them, pretty solid. And then, yeah. since, and then since then, they were just kind of a pain in the ass because they had uh, taken a step back. But. So I think the best game is kind of kind of settled. Well, well yeah, I mean, it makes yeah. sense. Obviously, the 2000 championship would be the best game because um, that's like a high right. stakes game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, K State hasn't really been that high stakes ever since. So there's there's that other than other than last Big Twelve championship. And I I gotta ask guys like what do we when we're talking about best we consider it what's the balance between high stakes and performance? So obviously the fifty five nothing win was great, but a little bit more low stakes. What, how do you all measure a win? So I think it. I'll I'll jump into this one because I have a different. So my personal best game against K State, and this ties into my point about OU versus K State. I just think of classic, you know, regional college football. It doesn't have to be nationally relevant. Doesn't have to be a big one. So my favorite win against K State is the only win that OU has against K State uh, with me as a student, which is 2021. Uh, so OU abysmal record against Kansas State with with me as an OU student. Um, so 
I, I lean on that one. And I think that it just kind of depends. I, I think as we continue through this series, there's going to be maybe a big debate, but I, I don't think it has to be super, super significant. Cause like you talked about that 2015 game against K state where, you know, Baker just went off. I think, you know, not to jump ahead and not to disrespect K state, but probably one of easily one of my top three favorite wins over Kansas was Baker Mayfield, you know, um, doing his whole fiasco against against Kansas. So I, I think when in college football, you know, I, I think it, it depends on on what you're looking for. Obviously, you know, OU maybe looking for those nationally relevant game. That's that's why we're even having this discussion. But I don't think it has to be relevant or a, a big performance. I think it can just hold some some neat significance. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. The twenty fifteen game will kind of be what I think of just because as OU fans, I feel like we really highly regard Baker Mayfield in his tenure almost as like one of the best, if not the best college football player to come through Oklahoma. And I understand people will have like, you know, t- talking about talent versus, you know, like player overall, there's obviously a huge conversation there and he's not the most talented player to come through, but he can be argued to be the best Oklahoma player of all time. I can hear that argument. And that game was big because the year before 2014 was gross at quarterback. Absolutely gross. And um, we, Trevor Knight, honestly wasn't cutting it. So having that game coming out in 2015 and Baker Mayfield throwing five touchdowns the first half, it kind of was like a change of like what our offense was going to be. We're going to go back to the times where we have solid, really good quarterbacks. You know, we were spoiled before that. We had maybe like a year or two um, those past 10 years before that have some bad quarterback play. But for the most part, we've been pretty blessed. And the 2014 was kind of a weird feeling, especially for us as young OU fans trying to get used to something like that. Um, It just honestly was such a breath of fresh air. Well, and I mean, we had that 2012 game where you and I were at that one. I I believe Jameson with uh, Colin Klein, where he Mm -hmm. wrecked OU, wrecked our season early. Uh, We'll get into best villains a little later. Yeah, Um, but no, please talk about all the villains because there's one for like every like three years at Kansas State. There's an entire family of villains, but I want to I want to kind of focus on the Baker Mayfield point. People, I think we all we kind of forget a little bit his heroics in 2017 at Kansas State. Uh, where he threw, it, it was it was number nine OU versus not a very good K State team, but he came back, led led OU mm-hmm. all the way back, threw for 410 yards, two touchdowns, um, in, a, in a great effort. But Rodney Anderson punched in that, that was game winning touchdown, 147 uh, yards for a, and one touchdown, unreal stuff. Uh, I was at that one. That was a stressful, stressful game, and I will never forget uh, something the cameras never caught, and I kind of wish they did because it would go down in Baker Mayfield lore uh, forever. Uh, Rodney turns the corner, scores a touchdown. Baker, in an exciting, just totally in in pure excitement, pure adrenaline, sprints down and lays out the person in the boomer mascot. (laughs) Just completely (laughs) lays them out. We happen to know the person in it. They got concussed, actually. So Baker accidentally concussed the mascot celebrating. So um, great game there in 2017. That was uh, back when they had Alex Doughton at quarterback. So weird times. But uh, Baker undefeated against K State in uh, his his entire tenure at OU, so four and O, definitely. A, a, and and I think that leads into um, who is the biggest hero in OU K State history? Because I think Baker might be it. Yeah, it's Baker. I I don't even have to reset what I said the past ten minutes. 
It's it's definitely him because he made us get out of a, a rut there. And the thing is, we're in another rut right now um, with Kansas State. So who's going to be the new hero to pop up and do what Baker Mayfield did? Yeah. I mean, since Baker left, we've – let's see. We we beat him with Kyler, lost with Jalen, lost with Rattler, lost with Rattler. We lost then, 2019, 20, and 22, and then we won right. in 2021. That's right. We we Rattler was one and one against them, and then we lost mm-hmm. um, last year with um, Dylan Gabriel. So uh, yeah, it, it's been dicey since then. But um, anyways, yeah, it, it's it's either Baker Mayfield or you could go super vintage and go with like a Josh Heupel, you know, who you know led them to those two two wins. But again, two thousand is two thousand. It's almost like cheating. You know what I mean? To uh, pick a two thousand type of guy. Mm-hmm. Ty, you think it's Baker? Um. I don't know. Yeah, if we're going, I mean, if we're going in the Big Twelve, no, it's got you. You have to go two thousand. It's not super vintage. If you're going Big Twelve, it's got to be two thousand because it's you know played them. I believe that's the only time we've played them twice in the same season, ever, which is kind of interesting, uh, based on on how many times that that uh, we've played and then the length of time that we've been in the same conference. But uh, yeah, I think you got to go. Uh, whatever hero you're going to assign for 2000 over Baker. I hear your points for Baker, but I mean, the significance of, of those games, I think uh, Trump's, you know, the, the emotional significance, but the emotional and then national relevance of those games. Although I just gave a speech a second ago about how about, about how uh, national relevance maybe isn't everything. <laughs> right. Right. So sadly, Ty, well, no, I almost said it was, it was one of two times, but we didn't play him. And what I think is the worst moment OU ever had, the 2003 Nash, uh, Big 12 championship game against K-State. Uh, I mm-hmm. I know we've had bad ones. We could talk about 2012 with Colin Klein, uh, 14 also with, uh, well, I, that was not Colin Klein at that point. It was another large white man that I do not remember. It was a really random name. Yeah. Um, it was like a very generic name, like Jack something. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to figure it out. Yeah, uh, Jake Waters. Jake, Jake Waters. Waters. Oh, yes. And geez. he just was uh, Tyler is essentially Tyler Lockett's just medium, is yeah. really what it was. It was it was a pass it was just passing <laughs> to Tyler Lockett. Um and then I mean it it was uh we, we went through some tough times there in the in the in the late two thousand the two thousand tens. But it didn't get any worse than OU number one in two thousand three getting absolutely demolished in the Big 12 championship. Darren Sproles, the Charger legend, completely running ragged over Mm -hmm. the undefeated number one Sooners. Some consider them the best team of all time, got absolutely smacked, and they never really recovered from it entering that uh, national championship against LSU. Um, A total black eye on what was an incredible, incredible team. Um, To me, that's the darkest, deep, just worst moment arguably one of the worst moments in Stoops's run. Um, but it's, it's the worst moment of the series by far. Yeah, that was, that was a gross, gross way to end that season. Momentum such a big thing. It really is. Not a lot of people can do it. TCU did this past season where they lose their big 12 championship game and can turn around and come out, you know, and show some fight. It is, you see it all the time, even like in other sports. Momentum in terms of postseason, one of the biggest things. Now, football, you really don't see it often where a team loses and then they get the opportunity to play on the big stage. Not really too common. Um, but you'll see like in 
you know, like March Madness in basketball, those teams who get hot at the end of the season usually do well. And the teams that are kind of sputtering off continue to sputter off. Yeah. It, it just and don't even get me started about that LSU game. I don't even think we need to talk about that. I'm telling you, if Jason if, if Jason White didn't overthrow Kewan Jones, it's a totally different situation. It's a totally <laughs> different situation. But we, we, we won't. Well, we we got plenty. I think we're going to do a whole episode on uh, LSU coming up next year. But I think to roll it back to K State, I did have you know a little bit of gray area outside of of the Big Twelve. But I do want to mention. OU's greatest victory over K-State, which was in 1942 when an OU team... No, listen, because this is funny, because OU ultimately went 3-5-2, and and we tied Oklahoma A&M, we got destroyed by Tulsa, we lost to Texas 7-0, we came out, we kind of beat Kansas, we lost to Nebraska, we came out, we kind of beat Iowa State, as in one touchdown, we tied Missouri... We lost at Temple and we lost to William and Mary and we never scored more than 25 points all season until Kansas state came down to Norman and something snapped and we put up 76 on them and went 76 and shut them out. So in a year where OU was just could barely get the ball down the field and could not beat anyone just for some reason k-state came to town and we we went 76 to nothing on them and just to clarify that k-state team uh in 1942 uh was also abysmal they won also three games so we were kind of just fighting for the bottom of the big six conference at the time that yeah that i mean you're right that is a massive win um I will say, if we're talking about K-State and their futility, their, 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 their garbage era, where they almost disbanded the football team era, uh, the, the, the biggest win OU has over Kansas State isn't actually on the football field. Um, it's in the 80s when Kansas State had a home game against OU and forfeited it to Norman because they realized that the money they would receive from OU hosting that game would be more than if Kansas State hosted that game. So they gave OU another home game. Oh, my God. They gave up their home game against OU because they would make money. That is the biggest win, is Kansas State rolling over and just giving up because they they knew they weren't going to win, and they knew they weren't going to make as much money. So, yeah, I'm looking at it from 88 to 92. Every single game was played in Norman. Yeah. Yeah, they just gave up. They gave up their home games. <laughs> That's how bad it was in Kansas oh State before God. Bill Snyder showed up. All right, I don't want to roast we do, Kansas State I, too much here because they, I feel like they, they, they've got our number. Right. Because I, I will turn it back to I just a random fact about K-State that truly has nothing to do with OU. But uh, I think it's absolutely hilarious that uh, K-State once played Nebraska in a Big 12 conference game in Tokyo. Yep. <laughs> no, there's a really good story behind that one. <laughs> Which is just guaranteed to never have a good time slot for anyone in the U.S. Like Who is watching that so, game? So It was a pretty enough. regular game, I think, wasn't it? Back yeah, in no, the, the Tokyo the Bowl. The Tokyo Bowl. So it's funny you bring that up because OU actually has a connection to that. So Nebraska tried to get OU, um, o, like do a Tokyo Bowl with OU, but the OU got put on probation and could not play the game because they couldn't be televised. 
the probation the probation um it meant like oh you can't be on tv whatsoever because that was a thing back in the day that's and, amazing uh, they should bring it, that punishment back honestly yeah it's kind of, i mean that'd be a real punishment schools would be afraid of of the revenue yeah, loss that would be the real put the real fear in the heart of yeah forget uh, let them play in bowls. let them play in bowls still but it just can't be televised I yeah they're like we can't we can't what that would unleash <laughs> Like we can't we can't play in Tokyo because they can't put it on TV. They're like they put it on on uh, like um, like tape delay, and they're like we can't do that. And like like that's it kind of ruins the whole point of playing a game in Tokyo. So eventually they got their game against Nebraska, but um, yeah, weird other fact wow. about so Tokyo. Oh, you did have a tie to that. Funny enough, yeah, they did. Weirdly enough, there's a great um, uh, YouTube video uh, by Jaguar Gator. Uh, which I, I know, Ty, you've seen a couple of their stuff uh, on it, but um, hilarious that oh, that Barry Switzer actually was the one who screwed him because of the you know cheating. The time Barry Switzer sent Kansas State to Japan. <laughs> it's, it's that's it's, my it's, second favorite foreign football story behind the time that they wanted to play a college football game in Soviet Russia. But then they just ended up sending random high schoolers from Oklahoma <laughs> to form composite teams. And then the, the Soviets just saw a, a weird Oklahoma high school, like all-star football game or something. <laughs> they just got to see Ufala versus Seminole. <laughs> like, Basically, like, yeah. Oof, that's hilarious. But no, K-State K- has had a wild, interesting history with OU, for, to say the least. Um, yeah who who are you as like as a fan looking back do you have like kind of the most sour taste in your mouth we talked about villains bobby that we're gonna kind of right. hit on yes. now like who is the guy is it darren sproles is it one of the lockets is it colin klein and maybe a skylar thompson you know oh, like do, who who like okay i think you just said it right there i was i was looking for a visceral reaction i think skylar thompson just did it so skylar thompson is there so it, k-state's weird because they produce lockets and they produce like a weird amal- amalgam of colin klein's like to me colin klein and skylar thompson are like the same person they're they're same like generic quarterback number seven I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. they both wore number seven at one point. They do the same thing. They hurt you in the same ways, just like the lockets just kind of keep coming out like a factory. That's the same way with Kansas state and these big old quarterbacks who just go in and kill you. And um, so I, I would have my, my, I, I have my biggest villain as the entire locket family, uh, just the entire oh. lot, all, all of the lockets, all of them, uh, because yeah. they're the thing that makes that annoying is they're from Tulsa. So like mm-hmm. they're Oklahomans. That that's like Tyler and have Lockett. allegiance to Oklahoma too. Like you know you see Tyler Lockett tweeting all the time about how he loves the Thunder. Exactly. So it's like he has mm-hmm. an allegiance to the state. It's not like we have these like Josh Jacobs where it's like he said screw Oklahoma. I, I hate it yeah. here and I want to get out. He um, he likes it in Oklahoma. We just do the first Lockett. Ty, go for I it. do want to point out. Yeah, that's the biggest villain. Um, I do want to point out quick programming note on the Lockets. Uh, the next one is coming. We will only have to face him this year. Uh, but uh, what's his name? Sterling. Uh, Sterling is, Lockett. That's a will be. Oh well, no, we will don't have be to face playing. him this year. We don't play him this season. Yeah, we don't play. We don't play Kansas State mm. unless oh, yeah. it's a we, championship. No, we're not going to make it to that. Not not <laughs> with this team. So uh, unless we make it. unless we make the right decision at quarterback. So I guess we <laughs> we dodged a bullet. Um, but yeah, the the next the next generation of the lockets 
they're like the they're like the royal family of Kansas State, but not really because that's the Snyder family. So, so it uh, looks like great. they're living in Stillwell, Kansas now, because that's where Sterling Lockett is from. Mm, so damn. they've moved away from the Tulsa area. Damn. But, but is he? No offense to Stillwell, Oklahoma, but that's kind of what I'm thinking Stillwell, Kansas is right now. And Stillwell, Oklahoma, I've been told, um, claims to be the meth capital of the world. So I don't know what Stillwell, Kansas is like, but that's what's in my brain. I I feel like Stillwell, Oklahoma is like close to the town that has been abandoned because they mined too much. uh, I can't remember what they there. There's a town in Oklahoma that has been completely abandoned because they did too much mining of it's like zinc or something. I don't know, but it poisoned the entire town and nobody could live there anymore. Yeah. It's wild. There's there's, there's, uh, I know someone from Stillwell and then also uh, 90 day fiance. There's a girl from Stillwell, Oklahoma on it. There's national, like I can't believe we're talking about Stillwell, Oklahoma right now, but (laughs) national, national people looking at Stillwell, Oklahoma right now. And it's just some girl on her farm. And they're like, okay, is this what Oklahoma is? Is this is this a farmer needs a needs a bride or whatever? <laughs> no, but I watched I watched fifteen watch minutes that. of the first episode. And I said, oh, oh no! I was I was I was obviously I had to check that out, but uh, I could not watch that any longer. The first god. fifteen minutes was brutal. Oh my god! There's a guy from Oklahoma there too. Of course, of course, of course. Um, <laughs> obviously mention darren sproles i think you have to also if you mention darren sproles you have to mention uh deuce vaughn yeah uh, absolute killer just small dudes little shifty little shifty guys because it's out the here same thing over and over it's the same the thing theme of kansas state like it's like you know the quarterbacks the word number seven that we thought were there for eight years but in actuality was just two quarterbacks skylar thompson colin klein <laughs> you know like, like legitimately like that was in our, and then deuce vaughn yes it's the jake Fromm's that we it's exactly it's the actually real life version of that no except so, that was a yeah this was Paul like Ryan legitimate too. subterfuge like, and then, and then will howard is just calling klein running four. backs and then lockets like like legitimately other I mean they've had some other good players come through. Yeah. I mean, I'm just, of just off the top of my head, like, you know, like Byron Pringle was there at the wide receiver. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm thinking of just this is these are these are absolutely deep cuts right now. Bronx I'm just thinking brother. of Kansas. Yes. I'm just thinking of deep cuts from Kansas State. Um but you know, they've had some other players, but those are the only those ones will always be ingrained in my brain. Just because you, I feel like I'm really poor at figuring out, hey, this thing happened in this year. That's like one of my worst things on sports knowledge. I'm so, so bad at it. Kansas State makes it so much worse because I don't know what happened when. All of it is the same. It's, See, I, it's think, like, I think K-State is easier. It's like K-State, uh, like we just talked about with their football players, like all the quarterbacks just being basically the same dude with the same number, all the lockets. It's like when you're making a password for some sort of new account and you just like change the like the numbers at the start of your password, but like the main <laughs> password stays the same and you're just changing a handful of things. Yep. That's yep. Uh, basically what it is. You just it's play, it's like- a, if you put them into like the plagiarism checker, it would come out like at least 75% plagiarism for each player. 
Yeah, it's just like password one. Oh, password one expired. Password two. There you go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That'll just solve add, it. Just add another number at the end of the password. And yeah, it's like your OU net ID. You just, you know. <laughs> oh my God, you had to reset not, your damn password <laughs> every like me, two, but two months. They make you reset your password like every year. So naturally the number and the password is just whatever year it is. Uh, Cause you have to keep doing that. No, it got worse. It was way more than one year. I think and it was six. Months. It was like, like every couple of months, at least for me recently. Mm-hmm. And I was out of passwords. I, it was at the point where I was on password number seven. I was like, I can't do anything anymore. Mm-hmm. They're not letting me do the same number four times in a row. I'm stuck. I'm stuck. I don't know what to do. I concede. <laughs> oh my God. That's hilarious. All right. Let's wrap this thing up with a simple question. Yes. Are y'all got are, are you guys gonna miss this team? And uh if so, what are you gonna miss about them? Ty? I'll take it. So yes. Uh I think relevance and just caring about the team. So uh, like I'll make this argument of of there's a lot of teams that I'm excited for OU to play regularly. Uh, I think I've touched on pretty frequently. Like I'm excited for us potentially to have a new sort of in the box rivalry with, with LSU. I think that would be really cool, really relevant um, and some other stuff, but like I have, I don't care if OU plays like I would almost rather not, not that I'm like afraid of them, but like are adding Arkansas and Missouri to the schedule regularly. Like, is that cool? I don't think so. Some people might, if they have a tie, I would rather play K state than Arkansas or Missouri um, any day of the week. So I, it's a bold take. I mean, even if, even if we Arkansas lost, even if we here. lost every time we played them, it's still like, I, I don't care. Like Arkansas, Missouri don't deserve, even with OU being abysmal, like they don't even deserve to be in the SEC, let alone playing OU. Like it doesn't make sense. Like Arkansas, if we're going to move, okay, we're Missouri, gonna move for yeah, big brands, Arkansas. you know, I don't see it. Arkansas what is fun about Arkansas? The they're Waltons. picking, oh, they're on the up and up. <laughs> 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 yeah, the the Waltons are just funneling everything into the into the hogs. Like the Arkansas, Arkansas makes sense. Great, great value hogs. Great I will value, support. I'll support Arkansas hogs. if Walmart strong arms like the SEC to get Arkansas like fully just consumer, like fully like sponsored out. Like oh, if, look if Arkansas has like a little, they're there like no, but it's, I mean, like, getting full, to it. I little, like they have a little tiny Razorback on the helmet, and then it's just mostly Walmart logo. Like, I want I them mean, to look like a NASCAR out there. Then also right. Honestly, I would not be surprised if we get there in, like, 10, 15 years. But, like, look at their basketball team, what they had last year from a recruiting standpoint. Yeah. It's the NIL with football, it's it's getting there with, with the Waltons. The Arkansas is going to be, I, like, a scary future. Oh, I absolutely. cannot describe to you how little I care about Arkansas college they, basketball. They, they got, like, like, three five-star recruits. They got the number one overall recruit in the nation that honestly flopped. But, you know, still, you know, that's – and they they just had an absolutely ridiculous. And then the transfer portal, they got like an amazing amazing amount of quality players from there because that means money. They had a lot of money to give out to get those players going there. And football, it's you don't see those effects as quickly because obviously you have twenty two starters, not including special teams, and you only have five in basketball. So it's the effects come a lot quicker in a smaller sport. But I would not be surprised if Arkansas continues to get like you know better recruits and more transfer portal guys and you can see the money start to work i just i really mm-hmm. hope that there's a k-state fan listening and watching to this 
and we got to the point where it's like, will you miss this team? We talked about it for like 30 seconds and then immediately started talking about All right. Okay, okay. I'll bring it back. I'll reel it back in right now. Let me finish. Let me finish mine. I will very much miss K-State because I think it's old school, regional, relevant to the true fans, good product on the field, college football. I will very much miss that and I will very much miss getting to play a team that OU has so many rich ties uh, through personnel and, and just history with. So yes, K-State will be missed. I'm on the border with it, to be completely honest with y'all. Um, I will reminisce on K-State. There will be times where I'll be like, yeah, I remember those times, and you'll have the good memories, but I don't think I'm going to actively miss them to the point where I'm just sitting there like, damn, I wish we were playing K-State this season. You know, like good opponent, obviously a lot of laurels and a lot of history and a lot of connections like you were saying, Ty. Um, but it's not like in the same conversation as, you know, like Oklahoma state will be like, I will genuinely miss Bedlam and TCU. I will miss TCU. Um, but after that, it gets to the point where do I really miss many big 12 teams? I will reminisce, but I don't know if I can miss them. And I agree with you in a weird way, because it's like, we've had, and I mean, when we're talking about best games, the most recent one, the, the one we really can talk about is in 2000 when OU was mm-hmm. the underdog. Kansas State has always kind of been like pesky, a thorn in your side. You don't look forward to having them come to town and no. you aren't celebrating when you beat them. They are pesky, annoying, and I, I, I do admire that about them. They're they're fun. They have a cool brand, you know, the Wabash Cannonball, super cool. If you've ever been there, they have a cool tradition. Their mascot's creepy, as we've established. Very weird. I like uh, Willie. Willie. Willie is weird. Why does he have human? <laughs> why does he have human arms? <laughs> Willie should not have human arms. Kansas State should afford, like, I don't know, a gray sleeve or wait, something. Isn't, wait, isn't the Wabash Cannonball, isn't the history behind that, that, like, their thing burned down and that was the yep. only... See that's a, just like just like that's Willie. Great. We completely that's also poverty tier, like Willie referenced <laughs> our earlier. But like you, they couldn't afford new music or just their music. Fire okay, the, no, the music building, the music building burned down the night yes. before homecoming Be, because the they couldn't only afford fire extinguishers left. and building to code. It was in so, like the '30s. <laughs> yeah, people built to code in the '30s. There are buildings on <laughs> OU's campus from the '30s in that did not burn down. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, look. I like how we're sitting here like Oklahoma, like in Kansas? Like we're Oklahoma. (laughs) (laughs) Like we're essentially grouped into the same little like blob of by national, like people not from the area. People think Oklahoma. We have a professional sports team. We We have a professional sports team and much more negative national headlines. Have y'all ever been to that? They don't have Joe Exotic either. But well, no, well, I'll, I was gonna say they. they uh, uh, back in, Bobby. Please. I was going to say they don't have. They, well, we, you know, they have Chiefs fanatic, but he's a Tulsan, so that doesn't that doesn't work. <laughs> oh, they uh, do have the Chiefs. Yeah, I have, forgot they do have of, a pro team. Have you ever been to Manhattan, Kansas? Though it's like it's out there, man. You're like it's not exactly like KC, you know. And all I I do love Kansas State. Like it's a fun town. Like. Aggieville, that little they have the they have the bar district down perfect. Like that is a awesome college bar, uh, like district. They have um, I, I believe when I when I went there, they would have uh, fifty cent wells on Wednesdays. Uh, for some reason, they would th- refer to uh, sixteen ounce beers as pounders. Made no sense, but it was kind of fun. They're really they're, they're just really endearing. Do you, wait, do you really? Never mind. 
Pounders. But pounders, because it's a pound, 16 ounces. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. Say, how many times did you... you get pounded in the little apple? Oh, I, 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 got, I got pretty <laughs> oh, pounded, God. boys. I got pretty <laughs> pounded. Um, All right, I'm going off the rails. Yeah, they have cool. They have cool tailgating. They have a cool like atmosphere. I will miss that. I will genuinely miss that. I'm not going to miss having to deal with them. Those pesky, pesky, pesky pounders. farmer dudes and I don't know weird wildcat headed men. Um, but <laughs> you know, uh, I'll miss him a little bit. So I'll, I'll say yes. I'll say yes. Oh yes, you've turned your answer. You were you were with me, and now you are against me. It's a kind of. The answer is a kind of. If we played them in like ten years, and Bad it's like, answer. hey, Bad OUK answer. State. Then it's like, okay, I kind of miss you. Absence makes the heart grow grow fonder. I think I would miss K State after some time. Mm-hmm. But I figured yeah. you'd say yes in the end. Yeah, because I, I mean, I've been to, I've been to Manhattan a couple times. I, so that, that's that's I, one of the yeah. I I bet Bobby says yes to every single team. I was thinking that's about not- that, and I <laughs> I think there's two on my list that I'm not sure of, but everything else, yes. I have a I already I've done a lot of these notes already because I did them on the plane and I was really bored. Um, <laughs> there are not a lot of yeses. There are not a lot of wow. yeses. But you this is, did you originally have this one as a no? I flipped it. I flipped it. Oh, it was, here we go. Ooh. All it takes is a 40-minute podcast episode. My, Bobby's idea. So my my original my original answer to this that I've written on my notes was absolutely the hell not. <laughs> <That is the laughs> oh my god. Team. That is like, could that be yeah. any more absolute? Well, I, what I was only thinking there. about football, and then you I started thinking about the pounders. I started thinking about you know the Wabash <laughs> cannonball. Now, I, I'd feel worse if they gave me a Wabash Cannon dog, you know, that weird hot dog. They, oh, that was they, a weird one. But that's 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 the Big 12's fault. So, anyways. All right. Well, guys, I think that's all the reminiscence we have on uh, Kansas State. Um, any final words before we uh, say goodbye? Goodbye, Kansas State. Bye, Willie. <laughs> I, hope you, I hope you find relevancy wherever you go, Willie. Bye. <laughs> Ty, any final, any final words? Yeah, I had, uh, just a very, very Big Ten team in the Big Twelve, without the uh, without the academics or the student body of like a hundred thousand undergrad freshmen. So I don't, yeah. RIP uh, K State forever I, I, will be nationally irrelevant now as the best purple team in the Big Twelve, but <laughs> irrelevant conference. They were always the best purple. Well, no, that's not. I was true. about to say, I don't know. Well, hey, <laughs> TCU didn't win the Big Twelve though, so yeah, Kansas State right now best purple team in the conference. Mm-hmm. Michigan didn't even lose to the best and purple. Kansas team. State did have a better basketball team than TCU too, mm, and that's the only two sports that we really care about. That's true. Academically that's true. stronger. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> what? <a, laughs> <laughs> all right i think that's where we're gonna wrap this one up thank y'all so much for listening we're going to have a lot more of these uh okay a lot might be a lot just seven just seven more we don't need to recap texas we're going with them no um but uh look we're excited uh if you're watching this on youtube share your favorite memories of k-state we'd love to see them in the comments and if you're listening on your favorite podcasting app make sure to give us five stars because we've deserved it i think <laughs> I think we did good. Look, it's the off season. We're struggling. Give us some five stars to boost our ego, okay? We need it. We need it. Um, anyways, for me, Jameson and Todd, this has been Bye Bye Big 12, remembering Kansas State. Until next time, have a good one, Boomer Sooner, and goodbye, Kansas State.
we'll kind of miss you. <laughs>